So I know I rarely ever talk about sex on Tweet Street and I will actually try to make a bit of a change on this particular episode, you know, just to keep things spicy for people and shit. And I am going to start with a very interesting one. So NASA is planning on sending a blast of nudes of us human beings into space with the hopes of, get this, attracting aliens. Like NASA, as in National Aeronautics and Space Administration not National Anal Sex Association. Like nothing that pertains to sex is planning to send nudes of us humans, not chimpanzees, out into space just so that they can get some form of attraction from alien life. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but it seems as though NASA might have actually gone to the Indian school of trying to attract people because what in the fuck? Because honestly, I usually hear such stories from like people who are being hit on by like Indian people, at least this part of the world that is. Because normally, like as a couple of babes have told me, some Indian guys usually try and hit on a babe by like sending a dick pic and then saying hi afterwards. You know, just trying to show that they don't have a tiny dick because, you know, there's been that stereotype and shit. And every single woman who's told me about such an encounter has straight up come out and actually said that that is a creepy and downright disgusting thing to do. Now, considering that these scientists look at aliens as a superior life form, as a much more advanced kind of life form, don't you find it a little bit odd that we'd one, decide to send nudes in the same exact way that people are saying is actually creepy and disgusting, and two, would decide to send it in cartoon format? Because that's exactly how they're sending it. And like pixelated cartoon format, nothing that shows that we might actually be an advanced life form of some sort, such as, you know, sending a 4K video of Lisa Ann getting banged from Bang Bros. Like, I believe that would have been considered to be visually better than this pixelated crap that is a naked man and a naked woman busy trying to wave that these guys have sent. Because at least there, we'd have seen everything clearly. They'd have seen what humans look like. Considering that their goal is to actually reach out to alien life and show them that we exist so that, you know, we can start having some form of communication and shit. Or at least that's the goal that NASA were having, according to the article that I'm reading here. Because it says, and I quote, In a bid to grab E.T.'s attention, NASA scientists have decided to up the ante by firing a cartoon of two nude people into deep space. The BITG project, or Beacon in the Galaxy, aims to send a message to other civilizations in space that invites them to come and talk to us. It includes a depiction of gravity, DNA, and pixelated drawings of a human male and female couple waving hello. A galactic beacon leaves nothing to the imagination. The reason scientists have chosen these images is because of the challenges of communicating with species which may have a completely different form of language to humanity. The proposed message includes basic mathematical and physical concepts to establish a universal means of communication, followed by information on the biochemical composition of life on the Earth. End quote. Now, the interesting thing is, in as much as these guys might be sending this as like preliminary communication, normally whenever you're sending nudes, you usually expect something back. So imagine if the advanced race decides to send us some version of nudes that are similar to ours. And then like 8K and it's and it's like a picture of of a gigantic dick. And now it becomes a dick measuring contest. And then now you find that somebody has to go and send a picture of KICC because it resembles a donkey's dick, or so it was said. Otherwise, 
we're going to look like we're a little bit further back than we thought we were. But anyways, considering that this isn't a competition for nudes, I will leave it at that and start the podcast off because we have way more to talk about than just nudes. And instead of a pixelated image, you will know that I have started the podcast when I start by saying... Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one Break Time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who has never shared a nude. And if I was going to do that, I'd probably go and Google a dick pic and send that instead. Because y'all ain't going to know what my shit looks like on the internet. He's a man whose new favorite workout just included jumping into conclusions. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Danverby. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can repeat it after me, and if you don't know the drill, then, well, I'm just gonna sing it for you because it almost sounds like a song, and it's very simple to know. And if you've listened to Tweet Street before, then you probably know about it. And if you don't, then, well, it's okay. I'm still gonna repeat it. Because it's about how it is that you can contribute the tweets that you would like me to discuss on these episodes. And it's a pretty simple drill and it goes like this. You see that tweet? You like that tweet? You want us to discuss that tweet? You send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. And I will take them from there and I will handle them accordingly. And on Facebook or on Instagram, if you want to send them there, if it's a screenshot, if it's a screen grab that was from Twitter and ended up on any one of those platforms, then the place to send it to is at BreakTimeOnWestSide on Facebook or on IG. And I will take them from there and I will handle them accordingly. And, you know, if you happen to be on any one of those apps and you happen to stumble upon Breakdown on our side, then a nice follow would be appreciated, you know. Not for any particular special reasons, it's just that I like seeing the plus one when, you know, we have a new follower to the crowd and shit. And if you do happen to be on an app that allows for ratings and reviews, then a nice rating and or review will be appreciated as well. You know, helps me shoot up the podcasting charts and shit and allows me to consider myself a chart-topping podcaster so that I can continue fluffing my ego a little bit here and there. Anyways, Matt said, we do need to move it on to the tweets, but before we do that, a Florida woman was awarded $5.25 million after, get this, a doctor secretly used his own sperm to impregnate her. Now, as the story goes, a jury in Vermont Federal Court returned the verdict on Wednesday, a day after the beginning of deliberations, awarding a woman known as Cheryl Rousseau $250,000 in compensatory damages and $5 million in punitive damages from Dr. John Coates of Vermont who had clandestinely used his own sperm in an artificial insemination procedure in 1977, according to USA Today. Per court documents seen by people, Coates had agreed to artificially inseminate Cheryl with genetic material from an unnamed medical student. However, in 2018, Cheryl and her husband Peter Russo found out that Coates is the quote-unquote biological father of their now-grown daughter. Now, I'm gonna say this because someone needs to. Um, This is quite possibly the most expensive sperm we have ever heard of. Like 5.25 million for a sperm. Or at least because of a sperm. Although, then again, I know it's not because of the sperm that he's putting the money down. It's because of the kind of damage that's there. But either way, like, I feel like there's even more damage beyond just the fact that he put his sperm in there. Like, I remember there was this Wayans Brother movie that I watched a couple of years back, like a decade or so ago. I think it was called Little Man or some shit. And what happened was, I think it was Damon Wayans. 
he was in some couple's house you know he's a midget in that movie and apparently like this couple was trying to have kids and they couldn't have kids and there was a statement that the man in that relationship made which is particularly interesting he said when they were in bed you want to know the best thing about trying to have a baby we keep trying like he said that and it automatically made sense so you can understand why people can enjoy sex when they're trying to make babies it's part of the reason why certain communities will have like three wives and 14 children because they do not believe in birth control so when you tell me that a doctor decided to skip all the fun bits of making a baby and decided to put his own sperm inside a woman to make the baby with no pleasure involved I do kind of feel a bit dumbfounded because if anything this is the confused wacky male version of I trapped her with a kid or at least I trapped her with my kid like that's a very very confused way of putting it although in his slight defense considering that he is a practitioner of the field of medicine you could also say that he was a student in the field of medicine so it's not like he lied to her but still that seems a bit excessive for anyone to do like you just decide to put your baby inside a woman like there's so many other things that he could have done he could have gone and found himself a fine babe considering that he's a doctor you know doctors have always been considered to be hot people like he'd have gone and he'd have put his sperm in another babe and he'd have actually gotten some pleasure with that like why put it in this particular woman seems a bit excessive though Although I think the weirder part of this isn't just the fact that he did it, but the fact that he's not the only fertility doctor who's ever actually done the same thing. Because there's a Netflix documentary called uh, Our Father, I think, where apparently some fertility doctor who's like an elder in the church, you know, upstanding citizen and everything, apparently has sired so many kids within a 25-mile radius. All the kids are now starting to come out and everything and they're like fully grown adults and shit. And as of right now, there's like 50 that have been discovered. And it's like, it's, it's a weird thing. Like these guys are bypassing the sex to just have a kid. Which is weird because it's usually the opposite for the typical normal guy. We want to bypass the kid and have the sex. But anyways, if anything, at least this gives a justification that guys don't just think about sex. There's actually some men that don't think about sex at all. They just think about getting the kid. But anyways, that said, we should definitely leave it at that and move it on. So on to our very first tweet of this episode. I was talking to this chick for about eight weeks. She admitted to me that she slept with two of my homeboys. I haven't communicated with her since. I just can't see myself wifing a female like that. Was I wrong? Well, yes, but no. Like, it's very general details that you've kind of given us here. But I can get why he wasn't wrong from a guy's standard point of view. And I can get why he might be wrong because I don't have all the details kind of view. You get? Like, it seems wrong for some people and it might be wrong for, for, for others. But from a guy's point of view, from like the bro standards, he was perfectly okay and or at least he was perfectly justified and it's perfectly acceptable to do so. Now, the question, of course, is why? And it's a bit of a complicated way to kind of look at it. So with us guys, we usually have an issue with like the babe that we'd want to be with smashing like your homeboys 
or at least there's quite a number of us that will have that issue now the reasoning behind that does seem to go a bit far and i'm gonna stretch it a little bit but essentially it's just the fact that we think that she might be a hoe or you know it might be hoeing around and there's no guy that ever wants to be the one that saved the hoe or that seems like he's captain saver hoe like that is the most sim thing to do and guys do not ever want to be caught doing such a thing now of course you know a babe is allowed to fuck whoever it is that she pleases and that's entirely up to her you know i'm 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 not going to step on that but for guys considering that we know that babes are supposed to be more choosy with who it is that they sleep with for you to fuck two of my niggas then there has to be like two things that would have to have happened at least the way i'd i'd probably think about it so one either the circle of people that you've been fucking is extremely small such that you ended up fucking two of my niggas of which of which if that's the case then you might actually be giving it up a little too easy because you know why would you give it up to all these guys in such a small circle or the other alternative is there's a massive circle of people that you've given it to and coincidentally two of the people that you happen to have fucked just so happen to be my niggas okay and if that's the case and you've had a massive pool of people to fuck and two of them happen to be my niggas considering that the larger the pool the lower the probability of you fucking two niggas that know each other then at that point in time you're probably being a hoe at that point like i just kind of have to say it like that like that's how guys would kind of look at it and when we start looking at it that way we're like eh, no like none of us wants to be captain saver who and yes you can see that that was a past life blah 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 and some guys might take it others might not now of course it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true it just could be a matter of chance that you know she happened to have had a fling with those people or it could just be a chance that she's actually dated and slept with two of your niggas you know maybe they were far off maybe they traveled to a different country and they were staying there for a while and you know there could be all sorts of explanations for that shit of which if that's the case it could either be that she's just a genuinely cool babe and there's nothing wrong with that or it could be that she's just trying to you know get back at one of your niggas by fucking like all of you like it it could be any one of those things or maybe she found all of you niggas attractive fuckable and she wanted to risk it or just about anything that could be any number of reasons as to why it is that she ended up screwing two of your homeboys and i'm not for the whole description of oh she's so easy that two of my niggas can fuck her because i don't think her giving it up the first time or giving it up after eight months you know having known two people that you know can really determine whether she's easy or not but either way whether this guy was wrong for for cutting off contact because she slept with two of the homeboys is a thing or not the truth is there's very little detail here and the fact that she fucked them is literally just the tip of the iceberg like there's so much more to delve into that would probably determine whether the guy was wrong in cutting off contact or whether he was perfectly justified in doing so either way the more the details the better it would have been for us to you know come to some sort of a conclusion with this but since there's not that much i will leave it at that and move it on to our very next episode of this show even if a woman is paying for a date she should always give the man her money beforehand that way he can appear to be paying for the date this is literally basic manners and the fact that some of you don't know this is sad some of you women got your men out here looking weak. 
okay okay while there is a couple of small scenarios where i can find this to be a justifiably good thing to do i will say that a good chunk of this shit shows a lot of insecurity and is quite literally bullshit and i kind of have to stand by that not to side with the babes or anything but because i personally believe that in this day and age if you as a man cannot accept the idea that a woman can pay for something for you or your woman can pay for some shit for you then you're probably having a certain amount of insecurity or you're being very very traditional and you're not understanding reality well enough now don't get me wrong don't get me wrong there are times when this thing of a woman paying for a date and her giving the man money makes sense let me even explain how in certain situations that actually makes sense so let's say that you guys have gone for like a social function like let's say it's a dinner amongst friends and you're a bit cash strapped but shorty was like you know what it's fine it's cool i've got us let's go and you guys go for dinner or you go for lunch or you go for a gathering and when it comes time to pay your bill what happens is instead of her saying you know what i've got the bill i'm paying or her pulling out her card or removing cash her sliding the money to you or giving you the card to pay or sending you the money such can pay through like some form of mobile money or some shit can actually make sense because it's a social situation you wouldn't want to look like you're not dominant as a man especially if if say you've come through hard times and you're having financial issues and shit like that one can make sense that one can make sense because you know there's a certain amount of pride that you have to preserve as a guy and if you're sure you can do that for you then by all means you know she's a real one proper a1 and shit but you're telling me that you guys are going together for a date just the two of you and then she's supposed to give you the money she's supposed to send you the money so that you pay for it i don't know i don't know like i feel like it could end up actually having the opposite effect as to what it is that this guy is trying to push because yes i get it like let's say the man is cash strapped because most times when a guy isn't putting the money down and the baby is putting her money down not unless if it's like a treat or like uh, a gift or like a surprise or some shit it's usually because the guy can't actually pay for the entire thing all right so you find that the babe will want to step in and do that or will choose to step in and do that and if she's sending the money to the guy or she's giving the money to the guy that beforehand or as they're having dinner or right when the bill is supposed to come through then it could be her way of trying to preserve his pride which is proper a1 move but at the same time it could actually end up working against her because if this guy has always believed that he has to be the one that handles the bill if she sends the money to him it's like now she's giving him the money to pay for bills which can end up emasculating him a lot more than him actually having the bill paid by her probably would it can actually have the opposite effect so it can actually end up making a bad situation worse instead of making a bad situation good so i'd say take that with a pinch of salt uh you don't necessarily have to do it especially when it's just the two of you because if you guys understand each other's financial situation i don't think you'd need to do that but if you're in a social situation then it does make sense to kind of do that but either way i do believe that there are still quite a number of men that do not believe in the woman paying the bill for them and maybe they might actually want such a thing to be done in the likely event that they're cash strapped not unless if they choose to stay at home because they're cash strapped but anyways that said i will leave it at that and i will move it on so on to our very final tweet 
of this episode. Should I continue to see her? I took this woman on a date. Her conversation was great. She was classy, polite and funny. I told her to order whatever she wanted. She ate very little food but drank 14 shots of Crown. The alcohol did not change her mood or her behavior. I am perplexed and intrigued. What do y'all think? Is she an alcoholic? Well, I think I can start by answering that last question and saying that I honestly don't think that taking 14 shots would classify you as an alcoholic because it would have to be like a habitual thing. Because if she did 14 shots, say, today, and then the next time she's having like another 10, 15, or 20 shots is like two weeks from now, and she hasn't taken anything in between, then you could just call her a heavyweight, not an alcoholic. But that said, I have bigger questions than that. Like, firstly, who the fuck takes 14 shots of anything when you go out on a date? Honestly, who the fuck takes 14 shots of anything when you go out on a date? And next question after that one, you know, because I even think that that one should be neglected. Why the fuck are you guys going to a club or a bar or a pub or some shit where you can actually take 14 shots? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that is very date averse. I think that we have moved past the date. Netflix and chill should be the thing. Y'all have heard me say that all the live long day. But I will say this for a fact. You know, the typical date will have you guys go have a meal, have a drink. You know, she can have one, two, maybe three or four cocktails at the most. If, you know, she loves her cocktails or her mimosas and shit. But by the time you're getting to the point where someone is taking shots, you're probably supposed to have been further along into that whole dating period where you guys are just about to get into a relationship or you're already in the relationship. Because you think about it, there's only a couple of places where you can have 14 shots of anything. Uh, A club, a bar, a pub, or maybe your house. You won't really be having 14 shots of anything at a classy restaurant or most restaurants, if anything. So... If you are going to have 14 shots, like my question is, why are you taking a babe to a club or a bar or a pub for a date? And considering the way this guy sounded on this tweet, it seems like it was like a first or a second or a third date. Like, why would you be taking a babe to such a place at such a point? Like, I don't even think babes are supposed to be comfortable doing that because you end up realizing the club's behaviors and normally the two rules that i like to stand by are one there's no crying in the club and two you can't find love in the club so if you're going with both of those mentalities and you're going to the club and you're taking this shorty with you and you end up seeing her drinking habits when she goes out you know whether she's the falling down type whether she drinks till she's shit faced whether she needs to be carried home like most of that shit isn't stuff that you'd want to find out at the beginning And hell, she probably wouldn't even want to show you that shit at the beginning. You'd probably want to find that shit out much later on. Because if someone found that shit out at the beginning, they'd probably be running away. So, I don't know. I feel like this guy has a problem in terms of where he took the babe out for a date. Instead of even her drinking habits, I feel like her drinking habits were perfectly okay. She seems like a heavyweight. But... I don't know, considering that I don't drink, maybe I barely know jack shit about this, so I'd want you to tell me about this, because you know, most of y'all actually drink and smoke and do drugs and shit. So, I'm gonna leave this one open to you guys. So, the DMs are open, on Twitter it is at BagakaTheD, on Facebook and on Instagram it is at BreakTimeOnWestSide. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end, and if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below, and I will attend to them accordingly, and I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>